This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti. I'm going solo this week. My beautiful wife, Remy, is busy with a tremendous amount of work as a realtor. She's doing a great job. She's doing awesome at home with me and, and the kids, and I appreciate everything that she's doing, but uh, I'm going to give it to you solo this week, and uh, I got a ton to talk about, and it's great to be with everybody on all of our radio affiliates across the country. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you for that as well. NFL season kicks off this weekend, and I will be busy every Sunday until mid-February. Excited about that, though. It's always great to have a ton to do. Gives you a little bit of uh, not as much time as you want throughout the week, but hey, that's it's better than the alternative. So our guest this week is going to be one of the all-time greatest running backs in NFL history, Adrian Peterson. So stay tuned to hear that conversation. Sat down with Adrian. He's got a lot going on. He still wants to play in the NFL. He's 37 years old. He's boxing against Le'Veon Bell. But he talks also about the parable of the mustard seed. So it's a cool conversation with Adrian coming up. But I want to share something with you that happened to me this week. I had a little bit of a, a mishap with my license plate first time in my life that I lost my license plate. I think it flew off my truck somehow. Anyway, end up going to the DMV to get a new plate. Now, normally when you go to the DMV and typically I've gone in Pennsylvania and I've gone in New Jersey, I just dread that day. I I want nothing to do with it. You want to go, you go to the DMV, you know, you're going to be there for hours. You have no idea how long it's going to take. And, and sometimes what I, I actually got a license in, New Jersey one year where I w- the, the woman yelled, I'm not a smiler. I don't really smile in photos, but she yelled at me for smiling and, and wanted it to be like a mugshot. And last year when we got our licenses in Florida, they actually told you, yes, please do smile. And everybody's just happier here. Anyway, I go to the DMV and it was the best experience I've ever had at the DMV. Go in, go out. I was in and out within five minutes. But in Florida, you have a couple options on your plate. And the guy behind the desk asked me if I want the Sunshine State tag. And I said, no, I want the In God We Trust. And he just smiled. And I saw that he was appreciative of it. And I think it was refreshing for him to have someone ask about it. And yes, of course, I want the In God We Trust license plate because I put my trust in the Lord. And it's really cool when you think about it. And I did some research. I took a step back and I was like, oh, you know, in God we trust. I didn't realize where it came from in this country, that it was adapted by President Eisenhower as the official motto in 1956. And if you look it up and do some research, it even goes way back and way back in time. But it's so cool to see it on coins and currency and that it's still officially that's what it is. But here we are in a in an era and in, in a, a day and age where we see people trending away from the Lord to the point where someone at a DMV appreciates me asking for an in God we trust tag. And you can look at the Bible verse. There's so many Bible verses that talk about trusting in the Lord. Psalm 910 says, those who know your name trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And I want you to think about where you put your trust. That's what I want to talk about this week is who do you trust? Where does your trust lie? Because for me, putting all my faith, 
all my trust, all my hope in God is the only thing that will allow me to deal with the daily ups and downs. Because life sometimes comes at you hard. It comes at you in in so many difficult ways. And I'll tell you that this has been the most painful four weeks of my life since my dad passed last month on August 11. And it's brought me to a point where, you know, I find myself, one, dealing with grief, needing comfort, yet comforting, comforting my mom, who's now alone for the first time in 54 years, comforting my kids who are dealing with the loss of their grandfather and taking it pretty hard and trying to be strong and trying to be that guy who is encouraging and uplifting and and really helping everyone around me. Yet I find myself in moments when I'm alone, for example, driving to the stadium, going to a practice. Anytime I'm in my car, I often, that's when I will call my dad. That's when I, I would just reach out. I'm always, I was always multitasking and I'm always in the car and that's when I'm calling. And there've been times where I just want to pick up the phone and call and I can't. And I pulled, pulled over on the side of the road the other day and, and I had tears in my eyes and it's tough and it's a difficult time. And the only thing that has helped me, and I've had so much, so many people out there. I want to thank all of you out there who've reached out, who've sent messages, emails, everything. All, all so much love and support. But for me, it's been trusting in God, my faith in Him. And it's helping me through the worst experience of my life, losing my father. But over the past decade, and, and I'll go back to when I, when I turned a, a new corner, when I went from, as I tell my story, from fan follower to disciple, when I became a follower of Christ on August 20, 29th, 2010, and over that last 12-year period, since that, I found so much comfort in God, so much hope in the Lord, so much that encouragement, so much strength. And, and then I, I think about those words in God we trust and how it's the official motto of this country. Yet this is a country that is so many issues, so much going on, so much division. Politics, I've always said politics will pollute Christian hearts, non-believing hearts. There's so much of that going on and it's difficult and it's difficult for everyone and people want to pull you apart and and make you fight and you don't know who to trust and if you watch the news and the media blows things out of proportion and I could say that I'm in the media and I see it and all of that stuff happening yet if we can go back to those four simple words that President Eisenhower way back in 1956 adopted as the official motto of the US in God we trust who do you trust if we all just put our hope, our faith, our complete trust in God, I believe we'll be better off for it. I know this for, for a fact. My life is better for it. I find my peace in Christ. I find my joy in the Lord. So when I'm struggling, I know he's there. Even when those closest to me, people will tick you off and, You'll have 
little spats and disagreements and whatever it may be. And I've always said, and we know this, that if you're looking for assurance and if you're looking for hope and if you're looking for dependent upon people to make you happy, they're going to fail you. And the only person who won't is God. So who do you put your trust in? Who do you put your faith in? Where do you find your joy? Where do you find your peace? If you're listening, I want you to ask yourself. I want you to examine that. Just be honest with yourself. You're looking for assurance from other people. Are you looking for acceptance from others? Are you looking to find your hope and your joy and your peace and your comfort and your strength from those around you? It's great to have, and it's great to have a a close inner circle and a bigger circle of love around you. But ultimately, at some points, someone may not be there. Someone may let you down. Someone may, you may disagree. You may have a fight. If you trust in God, he will never fail you. If we as a country can follow those four simple words in the official motto and put our trust in God, I think we'll all be better off for it. I think there will be so much more peace and happiness out there. But unfortunately, there's all this controversy and division and fighting and all of that stuff. Put that aside. Put everything aside. Who do you trust in? In God, we trust. Up next, you'll hear from Adrian Peterson. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes mornings simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com, find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow us at Faith on the Field and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank our awesome sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission. They do phenomenal work in Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show, help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have various packages we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. Everyone, 
And if you don't have a business to advertise on, but you want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Adrian Peterson, is a four-time All-Pro. He was 2012 AP NFL MVP, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. At age 37, he still wants to play another season. He's not on a team right now. And first, he has a boxing match against Le'Veon Bell coming up Saturday night. I know you have a big boxing match coming up, and I want to get into that and talk about it shortly. But first, do you still want to play in the NFL? Do you still have... Uh, interest and in, and have you received any calls? Yeah, I, I still have interest. You know, um, in playing in the NFL. Um, haven't received any calls yet, um, but you know, God's willing, that'll change. Now you're you got some numbers that I I think you're 82 yards away from 15,000 rushing yards, which is a a pretty cool milestone. You're tied with Jim Brown for 10th on rushing receiving touchdowns, 126. Uh, Marcus Allen is within reach. Uh, as far as third place on rushing touchdowns, do any of those matter to you, or is it just about wanting to come back and just still competing? Yeah, just what I can bring to the table. You know, still chasing that championship, and you know, um, you only you only get the opportunity to do this once in a lifetime. You know, so you know, if I can continue to play and, and make make it to fifteen, sixteen years, you know, why not? Fifteen years from now, I'll be sitting back and just reminiscing about you know, the opportunity that I had and the guys that I played against, you know. So, you know, I know I have the ability to get out there and still play at a high level, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's something that I desire to continue to play. So when you look at that, if you were to get an opportunity, are, are you specifically looking at teams that may have that be legitimate contenders, Super Bowl-type teams, teams that can help you get that ring? Yeah, that would be ideal, you know, the ideal scenario, you know, um, you know, but if that wasn't if that wasn't an option, you know, getting out there playing would, you know, would would be awesome. You know, uh, I still, like I say, I have love for the game. I'm a, I'm a competitor, um, and I just I love the game. You know, so um, you know, if it wasn't that ideal situation, you know, being a part of a team that you know would want to bring me in to help contribute, then you know, I would do that as well. As you look back on your career, right, and, and it's been a tremendous career, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, you were NFL MVP. I, I want to look at that season when you were the AP NFL MVP because you had a phenomenal season, and you were coming off an ACL-MCL injury the previous year in December. Like, you went down, you came back eight months later, and, and we talk about this injury. I had an MCL injury, ACL injury, too, as well. And, like, I'm just a, a, a guy. I'm not an NFL player, and it took me two years to be normal. And mostly NFL players, it takes them a year and a half. How were you able to come back so quickly and have one of the, the greatest seasons, rushing seasons in NFL history? Man, just having faith in God, you know. That was the main thing. You know, I, I believe in my heart, you know, despite what everyone else had to say or or everyone else felt, that I could come back and be better than I was before. You know, so that was my mentality going into that recovery. You know, um, you know, I, I press the line on a lot of things, you know, and, um, you know, I really just grind and grind, you know, to, to, to get back. Um, you know, get back to that top tier, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it came down to, man. The biggest thing was just having that faith and believing and putting the work in. 
after all that time that you had spent in Minnesota towards the latter part of your last few seasons, latter part of your career, you, you were, you had some time in Arizona, New Orleans, Washington, Detroit, even in Seattle last year with the Seahawks. What was that experience like for you being a guy who was a fixture, being a franchise player in Minnesota, and then just looking for opportunities wherever you can fit in? Oh man, it was a, uh, it was a blessing. You know, I'm, I've made some great relationships, you know, um, been able to explore some, you know, some great cities, you know, the culture there, you know, to see how different organizations, you know, move and how they, you know, how, how they run the show, you know, to play with some guys, man, you know, like I played with Drew Brees, <laughs> you know, like I played with Russell Wilson, you know, so that's something that I've always, even, you know, my time in Minnesota, you know, I've, I always wondered what it would be like to play for a different team, a different franchise, you know, so, you know, here I am on the tail, tail end of my career, and I've been, you know, been in Arizona, got to play with my boy Larry Fitzgerald, you know, and, you know, some great quarterbacks, great players, uh, just in general, you know, so it's been, um, it's been a blast for me, it's, it's been a blast, you know, um, no one can take away what I've done and what I've accomplished, um, you know, so, you know, just for me, having an opportunity to, to move around and bounce around, you know, I was, I was, got to feel like, I got to feel what other guys go through, what 98% of the guys go through, you know, going to different teams and, and uh, whatnot, whatnot, but uh, I enjoyed it. I've loved it. A lot of guys tell me when they step away from the game, the competition they miss, but the camaraderie in the yeah. locker room and the relationships that they built is something that they miss even more. Is that kind of what you're feeling as, as you don't get an opportunity right now in training camp and training camps, obviously winding down. Is that what you miss the most? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, com that camaraderie, man, being around the fellas, um, you know, you know, putting that work together, that grind. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a part of it that you miss. Who are some of the, the younger running backs that you look around in the NFL and, and maybe you enjoy watching from, from afar, from a distance, or even that you played with? Yeah, I like uh, Jonathan Taylor out there in Indianapolis. You know, I love, like, his, his run style. Uh, my guy, Melvin Gordon, always been a fan of him and what he's able to do. You know, I'm hoping that Saquon, Saquon and, you know, McCaffrey, they, you know, bounce back and, uh, you know, get back to that level of, you know, how they can compete um, and play. Uh, you know, love watching Derrick Henry. You know, he, he's an animal out there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a so, different breed, ain't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back and healthy and, you know, what he's going to be able to do down there in Tennessee. Uh, so, yeah, man, so it's, a lot of, it's a lot of great talent, you know, in the NFL right now. Davin Cook down in, in, in Minnesota, you know, he's always, you know, um, you know, playing well and putting up good numbers. Um, so I'm looking to see him, you know, take off again. If you were to get a call, how, how quickly do you think it would take for you to be ready to be in game shape uh, at this point? Obviously you've been training the box and to fight and, and we're going to talk about that shortly. So how, how much time would you need for football shape? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need much time. You know, there's nothing like playing football, you know, you got to get out there and, and, and play. <laughs> You know, that's the only way you can get in get in shape for, for football. 
Um, but as far as my conditioning and all that, I'm, you know, I'm well conditioned um, right now. So that wouldn't be, you know, that really wouldn't be an issue. It would be more so of, you know, getting out there. It's like I say, it's playing football. You can't, you know, I can get out here and, and run to a cone and cut and, and make all type of cuts I want, but it's nothing like getting out there and line up in that backfield and, you know, you got to, you got to design play and it don't go the way they're supposed to go. <laughs> you know, now you're making certain moves. It's all instincts, you know, so um, you only can get that conditioning by being in action. Adrian, if you don't get that opportunity and this is it for NFL, when you look back, what are you most proud of that you, that you've accomplished in the league? Is there something that, that you, you, you hold on to and go, man, that's it. Yeah, man, just changed the game as far as, um, you know, inspiring just not only players, but just people in general with, you know, things that I was able to overcome, whether it was just, you know, personal things or injuries, you know, that's the impact. That right there is what I love the most, you know, that God, God blessed me to have the platform to change, to literally change people's lives and their mindset and how they, you know, think about different things, you know, whether, like I said, it's injuries or overcoming um, life obstacles, you know, so, and, you know, that's, that right there is the only thing that really matters. Are there, do you have any regrets? Is there anything you wish you would have done differently? Yeah, I think we all got regrets, (laughs) you know, that's Mm -hmm. that's life, but, um, it's all about how you, you know, you, you bounce back, you know? So, um, yeah, but as, if I could start over, <laughs> it's a lot of mistakes I wouldn't make, you know? So no doubt, but it is what it is, you know? Hey, we, we all learn and grow. And, and I always yeah. tell people I'm not who I was 10 years ago. And I hope I, I'm not who I, in 10 years, I hope I'm not who I am right now. You know, it's, it's, it's just how you grow and you develop. So, Hey, listen, you're fighting Le'Veon Bell September 10th at Crypto.com Arena in L.A. at Social Gloves, No More Talk. I know people can watch this fight at home. What made you want to do this, Adrian? I got called out. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what it was. Um, but, no, um, Austin McRoom reached out and was like, hey, man, you know, you ever thought about or consider boxing? And uh, I was like, yeah, you know. Um, I had. He was like, well, we got an opportunity. So, I was like, bam, you know, and I was thinking, I was just like, out of all people, they called me. Okay, I know I got a name, so, like, you know, whatever, the promotional part of it, I get that. But, you know, what made them select me? So I, I took it personal. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, whoever it is, I'll get out there and we can go. You know, so I've been been training hard and, you know, working out and grinding. And I've learned a lot about, you know, boxing and, and you know, the mentality you got to have and the conditioning got to have it well um you know so ready to roll i spoke to frank gore uh probably last october november i forget exactly when it was but as he was preparing for his first boxing match and he told me he had he had trained for the nfl using boxing as part of his workout routine right conditioning did you ever do anything like that Uh, anything boxing related before this yeah but it wasn't like like every like two times, three times a week, I was you know doing boxing to help out with football. It wasn't that, but I, you know, I used to get in and um, get in the ring and box, hit the mitts and stuff like that for cardio from time to time. Um, but I really just here recently have dialed in to uh, 
you know, the full throttle of boxing. Did you reach out to Frank at all? Talk to him about his experience, maybe get some advice from him or from anyone else, maybe other boxers? Uh, no, no, not really. You know, I've been kind of just doing, you know, my research and, um, you know, reading up on things and just watching fights and stuff. Um, I'm a visual guy, you know, so I've been watching a lot of Mike Tyson, you know, Mayweather, uh, you know, some old school footage, footage as well. And just, you know, just peeping people techniques and their defensive skills, the feet movement, you know, things, things of that sort. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I've been getting my knowledge. What's your relationship with Le'Veon like? We're cool. You know, um, I don't have anything like, against him or anything like that. Uh, but you know, obviously when we get in the ring, <laughs> you know, <laughs> up until that last second runoff, you know, it's going to be me and you, you know, so. Um, you know, that'll be what it is. And, and after the fight, I got number, 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 but respect for Adrian, I appreciate your time, man. Before I let you go, you touched on a couple of things that mean a lot to me and I could see how your faith has guided you throughout your life. I, I wanted to ask you about faith of a mustard seed. Cause that matters to you. It's in your bio on Twitter. What is What does that mean to you to, to have that faith of a mustard seed? It says so much, you know, um, because, you know, we, I feel like people really doubt and it's easy for people to doubt as well. But if you just have faith in the mustard seed, just that little faith, you can, you can, you can accomplish, you can accomplish so much. And, um, you know, people take that for granted, you know, people really take it for granted, but, you know, just through my life experiences, you know, I know like just having that faith and you holding on to that faith, whether no one else believed in you, you got a high power that's that's that has showed you and that he shows you every day. You know, a lot of people are blind to it. But if you just believe in him and understand that he has to say so, you know, he has to he open doors that, you know, the man can't open. You know what I'm saying? And if you believe and you put the work in, then you can accomplish anything. You know, so that's what it means to me, man. You know, and I, I make sure I share that with my kids and just some people in general, you know, like don't doubt yourself, you know, like we're human. So you're going to doubt, but you, you, you got to understand there's a higher power that you won't ever be able to understand the fullness of them. But if you believe in him, in your heart, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Well, I love that parable. And uh, I love that lesson. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the ring against Le'Veon Bell, September 10th, crypto.com arena in LA and people can watch at home on fight. Adrian, thank you so much. Wish you a ton of blessings, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. That's it for this week. Thank you to Adrian Peterson. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. 
Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage. Hi, this is Remy Mari, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-D-D-I at gmail.com.